Salt Lake City. Hey, Jake, how are you? Salt Lake Jake. Salt Lake Jake. Salt Lake Jake. Salt Lake Jake. I'm gonna fight them all. Salt Lake Jake. The Nation Army couldn't hold me Welcome to Salt Lake Jake's Take. I am Salt Lake Jake. Fellas, the season is over. The regular season has been quite a ride. Not what we anticipated. Lots of ups, lots of downs, but there's still amazing hope for the future. I've got my guys, Pete and Brennan here. How are you, fellas? What's up, Jake? Was this an up year or a down year? Uh, you know what? I, I say it was a good year. All things considering. But before we get into that, Pete, I want to ask you, what was your take on the atmosphere at the stadium, how it felt being <laughs> out there in the in that weather and the crowd? What did you think? How did you feel about that all? Look, so our listeners understand who I am and where I come from. It, it, I have a I have a weather limit in my body that says if it's below 40-something, I'm not going. And uh, I'm sorry, but it's I'm too old and it was too cold. But I understand it was nice. I understand it wasn't as cold as it, it had appeared to be. Okay, so let's let's flesh that out, Pete. Let's say we're playing top five Oregon and we're ranked top five and it's 30 degrees. You're just sitting home. You got that hard, fast rule. You can't go to the temperature, huh? Okay, I'll go to that game. But this one I didn't want to go to. Okay, so if the weather is fair, you'll be there. Is that what you're, <laughs> you're saying? Wait, it's almost like there's a term for that. <laughs> <laughs> you're right we need to coin something i can't i can't put it together but yeah you know what it was uh it was a very interesting game it was very how do i put it i don't want to say boring because all football is great but like it was just two teams just kind of staggering to the finish line lots of injuries lots of problems i mean a perfect example of what we were dealing with we had a very crucial fourth down conversion from luke Batari who was QB number five to Luca Calderella, who was like wide receiver 10 or lower. Like <laughs> was it, it was unbelievable game? what we were, we were dealing with roster wise. And when I, when we converted that play, I looked over at my brothers and I was like, you know what? I can't believe this is even happening. Like <laughs> the fact that they, they were able to scratch out eight wins, claw their way to eight wins, I think is impressive considering everything that, everything that, uh, that we went through. Brennan, what do you think? Yeah, I thought it was a great game. I thought it was a great atmosphere. A uh, bunch of people there. I thought it'd be a little less energy. I thought there'd be less energy in the stadium than there was. I thought the energy was good. What I was surprised at was the energy on the field. I thought I saw our guys play harder than I thought they would. You know, Jalen Glover played extremely hard. He ran harder than he has all year. Uh, Jaquinnon Jackson looked healthier than he has all year and played hard, took hard hits, was chirping at the other side until the end. And what I attribute that to is Dion on the other side. These kids know who Dion is. They wanted to play for Dion. They wanted to show Dion that they have talent, that they have skill, because they heard the media all year, the buzz all year about what it's like to play for Dion, who these guys are. And uh, I saw that out on the field. I think uh, I think these guys wanted to show them what they what they could do. Um, and then, as a sad no a side note, uh, Travis Hunter's the real deal. That guy is an athlete. I was extremely impressed with how uh, athletic and versatile he was. It was fun to watch him. Yeah, I, I was. Uh, there are definitely. We'll first talk about your your 
your uh, statement about the players playing hard. Glover looked like the Glover we hoped he would always be. This was, this was his best game as a Ute. He was cutting hard. He was running fast. He looked like the four-star stud that was wanted by SEC schools. Like, he looked the part. I hope he's turned the corner because I was mentioning to somebody that even Zach Moss, it took him to kind of halfway through his sophomore year where he till he kind of figured it out and the light switch went on. Um, and I'm hoping maybe that's something, the same thing with Glover. I'm hoping that this is kind of the corner that he's turned and he's he's a beast from here on out because he looked awesome. Like, he was making cuts like Barry Sanders. He was hitting the hole hard. He looked fast. Yeah, he looked awesome. And, yeah, Travis Hunter – He's a stud. I mean, but you know what? He was the number one recruit in the country his year that he came out. So it's not any surprise. Like he's he's a surefire NFL guy. Um, and you know what? I was actually impressed with you know all we've heard is, is Colorado talking smack all year. We come in, you know, holding their watch up. But you know, Dion was really classy. Said really nice, good things about Kyle Whittingham. He took his sunglasses off to show respect when he shook his hand. There's videos of Dion helping, like people on the sidelines, like the TV guy lost his, his glove. Pick, you know, just like Dion was, they, they were really classy. However, I will say it is, it is funny that all we heard all offseason was how they were coming. We ain't hard to find. And then they beat TCU and Nebraska, and all of a sudden they're ranked in the top 15 and they're getting nine, 10 million views per episode, per, per game. And the, all the talk is about Colorado and they, they come and they hear, well, guess what? They furnished freaking four and eight again. They're the same Colorado they've always been the last, since we've been in the Pac 12. Just bottom of the league, easy wins. So Dion's got a lot of work to do to turn that around. I know he had like 60 transfer portal guys, 60 new players this year. That's not a way you're going to be able to build a roster to be successful year after year. The portal's got to be something where you find dudes to plug holes to kind of shore up your offense and shore up your roster, but you've got to build it with, with high school kids and like continuity and stuff. So he's got his work cut out for him still. It's not just an easy flip the switch and they're great again. So, but you know what the, like I said, I was I was impressed with with the Buffaloes. Um, crowd was good, man. I, I was expecting thirty five thousand people there, but it was it was full, with the exception of a few hundred in the must um, that you can see on TV. And you know what? It was it was a good energy, good crowd, good way to end the season. I'm proud of our fans for showing up and to put you know to to kind of take a a, a thirty thousand foot view of the whole season. You tell me the start of the year, you're going to be without six. Starters, a majority of them lost throughout the year, including your most important offensive players. I I never would have guessed eight and four. I never would have guessed it. Looking at the schedule with Florida and Baylor in the non-conference, the Heisman winning quarterback at USC, two Heisman contenders at Oregon and Washington, an improved Oregon State team, and even Arizona now, who's top fifteen. Like, there's no way we should have gone eight and four. Like the fact that we were able to grind out wins versus Baylor grind out this win and be able to, you know, play Washington close and, and get a win at USC and beat UCLA and, and Cal who are both bowl teams. Like overall, I give this season a, a solid thumbs up way to go coaching staff, considering everything we were dealt. So back mm-hmm. to Glover real quick. I, I appreciate that, that recap of the season, but real quick on Glover, could he do that kind of performance? Do, do you foresee him having that kind of performance going forward or were we playing a weak uh, defensive line? Well, I think that's part of it. You know, obviously the this wasn't wasn't uh, Oregon's defense he was going against, but you know what? There's still college level defense and athletes on the field that he was able to put this kind of performance against. So I think I think it's a combination of both. It wasn't 
uh, wasn't, you know, the, the, a top flight defense, but it still was a, a performance where it shows that he's kind of figuring it out, man. He's able to, to be decisive. I mean, there's one, one run where he was going towards the North end zone where he got into the second level and he just planted hard and totally juked the dude out of his cleats yeah. for another six or seven yards. It was like beautiful like that. I don't care who you're going against that kind of move and that kind of, those kind of, those kind of, um, instincts are, are something that can work against anybody. So I think Glover is hopefully turned the corner. Um, and we need to bring him back. Like, uh, yeah, I think he needs to be brought back and featured next year along with JJ in the backfield. Okay. So fill in the season, Brennan and Jake, um, this Utah season was blank. Uh, I'll go first. Yeah, I'll go first. Uh, this Utah season was, I mean, I, I I have to say a little disappointing from where we were at the start of the year because with everyone that we thought was coming back, with we thought Cam was coming back, we thought Keith he was coming back with our defense. I thought we would there was a good chance we would be in the Pac-12 championship, and if not, we'd be a close third. Considering everything we went through. Uh, I mean, it's a disappointment from from what I thought at the start of the season till now. Looking back and seeing what we've went through and and the fact that we got to eight wins, I'm satisfied. So I don't know how to really fill in the blank with one word. So you're disappointed right? but satisfied. I mean, disappointed from where I thought we would be, but um, fair. I, mean, I don't know how else to put it. Sounds like my sex life. Um, so for me, uh, disappointed but satisfied. <laughs> For me, I would say this season was, I'm going to use two words, was a roller coaster, right? The absolute hype we had in the offseason. Will Cam be back for Florida? It's going to come down to the to the wire. We're the back-to-back defending champs. We should uh, co- you know, compete for the third straight title. And then week after week, it's like, oh, he's not coming. He's not starting. It'll be Barnes. It'll be Nate Johnson. We struggle with Baylor. We pull a court. We make a quarterback switch. No Cam. No Cam. We lose against Oregon State. We switch back quarterbacks. We beat. You know, I mean, just up and down all season. Um, so the season was a roller coaster. There were some highs. The win at USC, even though USC didn't end up being great, was still exciting and dramatic. Oh yeah. Um, the the way we pulled out Baylor, ground that out. That was that was satisfying with with what we had. They were disappointing, getting blown off the field by Arizona. No matter what, no matter where you spin that was disappointing. The first half at Washington was incredible. The second half sucked. Like the whole season was a roller coaster. But if I were to say at the end, and looking back, once things kind of settled down, was this season a success? I will say yes, it was. You know, teams have up and down years. The difference is we used to have down years with four and five wins. Now our down year, we're playing with our second, third string is eight and four, which a lot of teams would would take in a heartbeat. You have back to back championships, and then in your third year, we have decimated literally by injuries to finish eight and four. You know what? I think it's a good year, good coaching year, and it sets up nicely for next year because as we know, we go into a much weaker league with uh, apparently was going to be a really full stacked roster next year. So next year, we're back to making national noise. And in my opinion, next year's expectations absolutely should be playoffs or failure. That's it. Yep. Yep. Because with the the champ of each league getting a, an automatic playoff berth and then having some, a few extra uh, at large bids, like playoffs or it's a failure. That's playoffs what next year should be. Yep. Yeah. I'd go. This season was weird. Just with all the things you guys said, but weird because of the conference realignment noise. We we spent half the time worrying about the last games of Pac-12, half the time discussing our future in the Big 12. 
uh, weird because of the injuries, the cam thing, the guy that, that loomed over the season but never took a snap, and weird because we played at noon every week and 1 o'clock and all those afternoon yeah. kickoffs, so... Yeah, it was such a strange season, man. We didn't. We had one night game on Rice Eccles, and that was because it was a Thursday game. It had to be, you know. So, like, just the, the night magic at Rice Eccles never surfaced. We never got to be playing under the lights. They kept pushing back the blackout game, hoping they'd get like a night game, but we never did. So we said, "Screw it, we'll just wear our night uniforms in the middle <laughs> of the day." And like, the whole season was weird. Um, but you know what, fellas? Comparatively speaking, and I know Nelson Mandela said, never compare yourselves to other people because they'll be, always be greater and lesser persons than yourself, right? However, it's it's not it's not hard to look down about 40 miles of south and see the freaking disaster they got going on down there, missing a bowl game, losing their last five games, okay. looking terrible. So you know what? It could we'll, be a we'll lot get, worse. We'll get to that in a minute. I got that on our list. Okay, let's move on. Pac-12 title game. Let's preview this game because we're Pac-12 fans. This is it. What do you guys think? What's the matchup? We played both of these teams. Lay it as lay it out. We're gonna watch that game Friday night. I'm very excited for that game. It's gonna be it's gonna be epic, an epic end to the season. However, you look at it on paper, you're like, oh my gosh, Washington's like on a 19 game winning streak. Washington beat Oregon. Washington's ranked higher. But you know what? I don't think it's gonna be a close game. I think Oregon's gonna roll. I think yeah. Oregon is just playing at a different level. Washington. Obviously beat Oregon, but the fact of the matter is it wasn't for a boneheaded fourth down call by Dan Lanning again in, in in Washington. Oregon's the undefeated team here. They would have won. And then since that game, Oregon has rolled and Washington has just looked pedestrian. Barely, you know, they struggled with us at home. One score game. They struggled with uh, Arizona State. They, they, they struggled with Washington State this weekend. They haven't looked spectacular their offense as we know is really really good they got a great quarterback and spectacular receivers but Oregon is much more well-rounded they have uh, a great quarterback a great offense and a great defense so I think I think Oregon's gonna win something like 42 to 28 something like that kind of like last year's Pac-12 title game with Utah where it was in USC, where it was close for the first half, but then Utah flexed their muscles and made Caleb Williams cry and fake an injury. Um, <laughs> I think it's gonna be something similar. I think I think Oregon's gonna pull away, win big, and they're gonna finish the season twelve and one with a playoff berth. And Washington's gonna go to a, an NY six game somewhere. I think I think Oregon turns out the lights in the Pac twelve is the last Pac twelve champs. Yeah, I think I think that's right. I think since that Oregon Washington game, Oregon has looked better. They've taken a step forward. And Washington has not taken that step forward. They've kind of stayed where they were, maybe even a half step back. So I expect Oregon to win, like you said, by 12 or 14 points. Interesting. Which is crazy because Washington's the undefeated team and they're yeah. on like a 20, or it's either 19, I don't remember what it is, either 19 or 20 game win streak at this point. Give them credit for finding ways to win. I mean, they are they are a gutsy team. I'm actually going to cheer for Washington, but I'm with you guys. I think Oregon, they're 10 point favorites. Will George Klayovkov be there? That's a very good question. I think probably just based on like he has to be right, like like He's it's his job. Trophy away. <laughs> that'll I think if I'm not mistaken, that'll be his first public appearance since the the, the league melted down. And I mean, what what an embarrassing moment for him. Egg Awkward. on his face. Awkward. You have the best brands in the West: USC, Oregon, Washington, Utah. You have the best markets in the West. You have the biggest. Uh, fan bases in the West. You have easy airports to get into, and 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 you just can't freaking keep it together. Like what an absolute failure by him. I know it's not all on him, obviously, but what an absolute failure by this league. The Pac-12 should not be going dark. It is a historic league. It's got freaking, like I said, I can go up and down the the reasons this league should not fail, but it is, and it's an absolute tragedy. 
So interesting factoid is Washington is the first team since the Pac-12 was formed to go undefeated, right? First and last. First and last. That's crazy. Okay, let's look at our bowl options then. Okay, assuming that the winner of the Pac-12 title game goes to the playoff, assuming that the runner-up gets to NY6, that puts the third-place team, presumably Arizona, at the Alamo Bowl. Yep. Then we are most likely the Bulls get to just kind of choose, right? Yeah, so they have they have you can't go lower than one spot below or one spot higher, but there's so many people in the middle that are just kind of jumbled. So I've seen predictions all across the board, and you know they all sound decent considering. Like I mean, this isn't like BYU having a magic season ending in the Boca Raton Bowl with against UCF, right? So we'll finish eight and four, and we'll end up either like in the Holiday Bowl versus someone like I've seen Holiday Bowl versus Clemson, which I would love. Oh, that would gosh. be awesome. Or Vegas versus Wisconsin, or the Sun Bowl versus Miami. Like, there's a lot of good options out there. If I were to, if I were to guess right now, I would guess we probably end up in 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 uh, El Paso in the Sun Bowl. I hope it's against uh, hope it's against Miami. That would be a fun matchup. Not not Vegas. You you see someone else going to Vegas? Yeah, you know, I think I think what happens is Vegas takes SC. Um, okay. Yeah, because they have that option. SC's got a big fan base. They got. You know the 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 high the the current Heisman winner and all that talent. So I think that ends up being Vegas takes SC Saturday night um, before Christmas. Holiday Bowl takes Oregon State, and then and then we fall the Sun Bowl. What is the philosophy right now? Brendan made the point last episode that Whittingham is on a bit of a skid in bowl games. And granted, Rose Bowl is a different beast, but it's still that was two losses in a row. What's the attitude that we're going to take moving forward? Because fans have to decide if they want to travel, spend money, get hotels, buy tickets. Does the team want to be there? I would think they do. I would think it's not. It's different where, you know, like, for example, we played Texas in the Alamo Bowl after we got blown out by Oregon. Like, we were just devastated at that point because we were hoping for the playoffs. We knew last two or three weeks going into the end of the season that we weren't going anywhere big. And so I think I think they'll be motivated to, to suit up against a Clemson or a, or a Wisconsin and try and get nine wins. I think there's. I think we get that bull winning streak back on, on tap. You know, you look at the Rose Bowls. We lost the two top 10 teams in the Rose Bowls, but we also lost our quarterback mid-game in both of those games, right, when we, they were tied games. So that those, whatever. You look at the Texas game against in the Alamo Bowl, that was just gutting that we lost in the TAC-12 championship. Nobody wanted to be there, you know? Just, and same thing with the, the game against Northwestern. We just lost the conference championship game when the Rose Bowl was at stake. And so it's, it's different, the motivation level. So I think we get back to our winning ways. We end 9-4. and four And, you know, 9-4? and four, it feels so. It's. I mean, it's just one game less than last two years. Are we in ten games? But it yeah. feels miles apart. But you know what? It's that'd be successful. I mean, yeah. I, I. Yeah. Go ahead, Brent. No, no. I think that's right. That'd be successful. And one thing in that uh, I didn't point out that you did on Twitter, Jake, is that this is the first time Utah hasn't been in the Pac-12 championship game since 2017. Yeah. I mean, my youngest child was one years old when when the last time that we were not in a Pac-12 championship game. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. And yeah, part we've of that been was spoiled. because of the how the north south divisions were were drawn up and how the game quali- you qualified for the game. I don't Did care, you- Pete. It's a fact. Listen. 2017, as we know, 2020 doesn't count because that's fair. You know, several teams have- played three <laughs> games and they didn't even have a title game in 2020. They had Oregon versus USC, were the the apparent winners, and then Oregon's or Washington versus USC, and Washington's like, oh, we're too sick, we can't play. Okay, let's just get Oregon in there. That didn't count. Whatever. So legit title games. This is the first time since 2017 you won't see the Utes on the field. All right, Jake, I like that fire because I want to ask another question. Are you ready for a conference rival that matters and a rivalry game at the end of the season, which is where I think it should go? No, I hate them. I hate their guts, and I don't want to play them ever again. But 
we're going to be forced to. But you know what? I don't know. I, whatever. I grew up in that rivalry when it was at its height in the, the years where we were being told we were classless and we were told that the, the Lord loves them more. That's why he stepped in and made magic happen, crap like that. So whatever, let's face them. They're, they're, they're a weak program. They're five and seven. They'll, they're, they're, we'll, we'll, t- we'll get back to our winning ways against them. I don't care. Play them, whatever. But do you agree with me that it should be the last week? I was watching all those rivalry games on Saturday. Just a terrific day of college football. Even It Georgia probably did. should be the last week. Yes. I'm assuming it will be. I mean, there's okay. no other rivalry in the big 12 right now that, is that level of hatred. You know, they lose Bedlam. They lose um, the Red River rivalry, you know. So, yeah, just put us in the last weekend. Let's just go there. And not Colorado. Yeah. I mean, Colorado's never. I have the biggest force well, rumble in the Rockies garbage ever. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, any, anything else you want to say about your rival? Uh, Let's see. You brought up their season a little bit earlier. Anything about our rival? Well, they finished seven and five. USC didn't get the, didn't finish, uh, didn't, didn't win the, 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 didn't make it to the title game. Their quarterback cried a lot. So, uh, whatever USC, is that who you're talking about? Uh, I was talking about the rival that sells, sells. Oh, big, you know, double, <laughs> sure. Let's just riff on this a little bit. I'm sure you know. Okay, so poking the bear. <laughs> they started the season five and two. And they're all talking big, like, see, we could compete in the Big 12, blah, blah, Boom. They don't win another single game. 30-point blowout, 30-point blowout, 30-point blowout. Then all of a sudden against Oklahoma, they make it close and lose. Then Oklahoma State, last game of the year, they're up 24-6. to Their fans are like, yes, we're going to make a bowl game. And then, boom, Oklahoma State comes back and wins in overtime, rips their heart out. So they finish 5-7, and seven, and I could not be happier. You know, they had, they were on the precipice of a bowl game most of the year, and they yeah. couldn't pull it off. So enjoy sitting home with a losing record. You guys suck. Down to double overtime. You're right. That's a good oh man. It came. They came so close. Poor Kalani. Yep. So close. And their top offensive weapon. I mean, Isaac Rex. You would you would think would have sure hands. Got the ball ripped out of his hands. Poor guy. Yep. I feel bad for him. <laughs> okay. Last question. I I get this a lot from people um, because we've been a football season podcast. But this is Salt Lake Jake's take. Or Utah fans. We probably grew up. At least I can speak for myself. Maybe Brandon. Basketball fans, when Utah was um, really good in basketball and not so competitive on the football field, what is our why and what's next? What do you guys want to say to our listeners? Well, I say we just enjoy the holiday season. We have a have a have a you know we'll have a, a pre bowl game podcast, a wrap up season podcast, and then we'll wherever the chips fall where they may, depending on how the basketball season goes, we, we could get some get some guests on here that we're that we know that have connections to the hoops program. So let's just let the, let the, you know, destiny handle itself. I like that. Yeah. I think we should, we, we, we will still look for good interviews. If, if, if a good interview falls into our lap, we'll do it. We want our listeners to know that, uh, that we appreciate all that they've done to support us and that uh, it's been a fun, um, fun experiment. It has been. It's been fun. I know we don't. We don't. We're not like a national podcast, but we got enough listeners to make it worth our time. Enough people listen and comment, mostly listen to to make it worth our time. So it's fun. But uh, you know, we we didn't get into this to make money on it. We did it because we love Utah football. We love talking Utah football, and it's fun. I, I you know I don't care about financial side of it. I just like it to talk Utah football and kind of decompress. So we do appreciate everybody joining us this season. At the end of the day, eight and four, good season. Considering all the injuries, great season, in my opinion. So uh, we will we'll get back together before the bowl game. We appreciate you. Go Utes. I am Salt Lake Jake, and I am out. Jake in Salt Lake City. Hey, Jake, how are you?
Salt Lake Jake. Salt Lake Jake. Salt Lake Jake.